I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, <clears throat> seems like the big D is having some dysfunction. We're going to talk about it. Yep. Rep Butler, our guy from Pretty Left Hook Podcast, up on Game Presents the Network. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about some Canelo and Triple G. It's a great fight that's going to take place. All right. The Buccaneers versus the Saints. Tom Brady is 0-4 against the Saints since joining the Bucks. Can they beat these guys? Can they run the NFC South this year? And obviously up on game and down on game. We'll do this week's picks. If you guys heard, TJ thinks he's really good at picking games. But we'll find out all of that coming at you right now. Hour two up on game. Fox Sports Radio. This is up on game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. Then this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington. <laughs> TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round. Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com. Studios of Fox Sports Radio. Here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Are you trying to go hot now? All right, all right. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping. Free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. 
TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And, oh, by the way, if you're driving around and you got a little bit of time on your Tire Rack tires, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, it's the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code UPONGAME. For a special offer when you sign up, that's code up on game only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Fellas, it's hour two. The the fun, the action, the conversations have been amazing. You know why? Because it's football season. It's a beautiful thing. And you know what? If you weren't there for the first hour, it's okay. For now, at least, you should tune in for the first hour next week. But until then... Go to where you download your podcast, check out Up On Game, and you can hear all the things that you missed in the first hour, okay? And make sure you check out Up On Game Presents as well. Ton of great uh, podcasting talents, a great, great variety of of show topics and categories, all right? You'll want to make sure you check that out. TJ, Plex. It's football season. There's a lot going on. You guys got to be excited. How about it? How are you guys feeling? Hey man, we told you once. Once last week hits, you get football every weekend, and so it's nothing better than that time of the year. At least not for me. Man, just every Saturday and Sunday, man, just continues to show us that there's just, there's just so much parity in football that you cannot just sit here and say, "Well, this team is going to win this game. This team is going to win this game," because these some of these college games I'm looking at, they're just crazy right now. You know what's crazy? The older you get, you start to realize that well. The big D could have dysfunction. And that's the thing that, that we're going to talk about right now is dysfunction in big D. Well, what am I talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. The older I get, the more I realize that, well, the big D is dysfunctional. Here's some dysfunction for you from the owner in big D. People are covering your best receiver. Uh, that happens. You, what do you do? You've got to play through being covered. You've got to catch balls uh, covered. And uh, you say, well, that's a trite thing to say. Uh, but you can't just because they doubled you up uh, not make some plays. Mm. Mm. Now, that was Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, as I was doing a play on words, of course. I thought it was pretty funny. I'm sure someone out there in radio land, <laughs> podcasting land, you know, uh, you know, online land laughed at it. Uh, it you know, that's very interesting coming from uh, the owner of the team. And before we comment on that one, I just want to get fully dysfunctional, all right? Here's what the head coach had to say about what's taking place with the dysfunction of the D. Kellen and the offensive staff have been working on this since April. You know, well, shoot, longer in April, but working with the with the players since April. So, you know, we just got to trust what we what we build on our menu. And, you know, you got to adjust when you have change in, in lineup. And, you know, and we definitely are, are working through that and, and want to make sure we're helping and, and but maybe not being as conservative as, as you'd like to be. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, in Kellen's time as a coordinator, he's he's been able to play very, very aggressive, you know, and um, but, you know, we're we're in a we're in a phase right now that we got to we got to be a little smarter in, in certain situations. So, I mean, it's that's all part of growing as a play caller. Now, there's levels to this, y'all. Definitely. Jerry just threw shade at C.D. Lamb. Mike McCarthy just threw shade at his offensive coordinator. Uh, what's y'all's interpretation of this? Because this is the epitome of what you could 
categorize as big D dysfunction. Man, listen, they, the season is pretty much over for the Cowboys. And the season just started. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. I mean, all they're doing is throwing each other under the bus, really. Mike McCarthy is basically, in a roundabout way, saying Kellen Winslow needs to make adjustments in Kellen Moore. I mean, yeah, Kellen Winslow. Kellen Moore needs yeah, to make they adjustments. They both need to make adjustments. And <laughs> why would – hey, for real. Why would you say that publicly, which just tell them in a meeting. Tell them in a staff meeting. You know, you don't have to say that publicly. And C.D. Lamb – yeah, he needs to get open. Yeah, receivers need to catch the ball when they're covered. And I'm sure he has, and I'm sure he will do. But you're not going to do that snap in and snap out where you're just covered and just completely moss people or make contested catches all the time. But this is what happens when you take for granted how good Amari Cooper was. Mm-hmm. They took that for granted. And so now this is what you wanted the whole offseason. All we heard was CeeDee Lamb's going to be the number one receiver He's ready to be the number one receiver. He's going to take over. He's wearing number 88, Michael Irvin, Daz Bryant, CeeDee Lamb. And so let's hope he can get it together. But this is what you guys wanted. Make it work. Man, there's so many storylines to this. I just don't even know where to begin. TJ, coming into the show, your your words are, if, if Mike McCarthy doesn't make the playoffs in the first round, he's out of there. Guess what? He ain't he's out of there. Hey, he gone. Hey, he Mike McCarthy came out and said, you know what? Y'all ain't going to put this on me. Hey. No way. He set Tell it up already. <laughs> what? Y'all not going to put this on me. But guess what, Mike McCarthy? You hired this man to be the offensive coordinator for your football team. Hey, you so know what he's going to say, Plex? He what? was forced to keep him. Yeah. So don't throw him under the bus now because – uh, he was being too conservative. Or, oh, he was over play calling. I never even heard what that is. Well, how can you over play call? So you hired this man. Deal with it. If you want to, if you want to fire him, you can also do that. But just like TJ just said, Amari Cooper is the number one wide receiver in this league. It is very difficult to go out and to be a number one A wide receiver week in and week out. Like I always say, you can neutralize size, but you cannot neutralize speed. And I will say this from a C.D. Lamb standpoint. Listen, if if you are a great wide receiver, you expect to get double covered. But C.D. Lamb is not one of those guys where you can just put him in one-on-one situations or you can't put him in one-on-one situations or double coverage and just throw him a jump ball and tell him to go get it. How many times is that going to happen? And you got to also realize and understand from a wide receiver standpoint, one of the most difficult things – for a wide receiver do, I had an issue with it for two, my first two or three years in the league. You're no longer going to be four or five yards in front of guys or creating separations. And for, for you to be in a number one wide receiver and to be elite, you're going to have to be able to make contested catches in this league. That's just how the game goes. You're not going to be wide open. You're going to have to fight through some coverages and get open. You're the, you the man now. This is what we all want. Now you have to go out and produce and make contested catches on Sunday if you want to help that football team move the chains down the football field. So where do they go from here? You don't have Dak Prescott. You're throwing Cullen Moore under the bus. CeeDee Lamb wants more ball throws his way. He catches two out of 11 targets. So something ain't right. So what you going to do now? You're going to blame it on the backup quarterback. Somebody's going to have to take the blame. But Mike McCarthy has already came out and said, y'all are not going to blame this on me. Mm. 
So is Kellen Moore the one to go? If 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 Mike McCarthy's going to lose his job because of a lack of success, y'all think he gets rid of Kellen Moore before he loses? Oh, his he job? gonna he gonna fire him first. It's gonna be one of those Listen, conversations where Kellen, Kellen Moore, you fired. Then Kellen Moore like, well, you ain't gotta fire me. I quit. <laughs> hey. Kellen Moore ain't going nowhere. How you going to fire me, Mike McCarthy? I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Mike, Mike McCarthy didn't hire Kellen Moore. He's going nowhere. They didn't want to lose Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, he was offered the head coaching job at Boise State. He turned that down. To stay and be the office coordinator for the Cowboys. Because he's staying away and get a coach. Exactly. So, so, okay. So, Mike McCarthy can't fire him. He cannot fire him. Why can't he? He's still the head coach. He's still the head coach. He can fire him. Listen, I was. Guarantee Mike McCarthy does not have the power to fire Kellen Moore. Okay. So, then here's what. Well, okay. Then here's what happens. Here's what happens next. I'm going to find out. If I'm still the head coach and I'm still the the head man in charge of this team, no, he already uh, uh, knows. Kellen, Kellen, you're fired. Now, man, he, if man, listen, if he, man, if he, he can't fire him, then you know you're losing your job. You know you're out. What so what you fire? What, what, what are you firing him like? Is Judge Jones still the general manager of this team or the vice president yes. or, or yes. his son is? His all son of the is. above. So all of the above. All of the that above. would serve yeah. correct that Mike McCarthy does not have the. The authority for maybe he can walk into the office and give Jerry Jones a suggestion. But if Jerry Jones is the general manager, I think he would be responsible for who for go, for who goes and who stays. But for him to intervene with this whole CD Lamb thing and you got to get open versus coverage, listen, I have I don't agree with Jerry Jones much at all, pretty much. But CD Lamb, don't sit there and complain about you getting double cover, homeboy. It's something that you're going to have to overcome and fight through. Granted, you're going to need some help from the other guys to uh, get open, Gallup and, and, the re- and the rest of the crew. But maybe not so much in they those double-covered situations. Last year. They did seem to have those problems but last you year. In, but when you in one-on-one, as a wide receiver and you, and you want to be a number one wide receiver, they expect you to get open nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are in for a long season. I mean, it is what it is. They, oh, they got they had. We we have all the confidence in the world in Cooper Rush, but final cuts they released him. <laughs> you got all the confidence the in Cooper Rush. No, they're not making the playoffs. And final cuts they released him, and then when they released him, nobody signed him. So then they signed him back to the practice squad, and that's going to be your quarterback. And so you can't even go into the meeting. Imagine on Monday when they had that meeting, especially on Wednesday. And you see the game plan, you're like, oh, man, we're going to run this thing 35, 40 times. Hmm. It's, it's just like you, you, it's deflating to go in there knowing we cut a guy that nobody claimed, and he's right. going to be our quarterback. And then you got to play the Bengals who just blew it last week. They're going to try to run yeah. you off the field. Absolutely. And, and now if you're Jerry Jones, you want to put that BS out there talking about Dak, Dak Prescott is only going to be out four weeks. Since when? A broken thumb, a surgery in the plate. It went from eight weeks to four weeks. So I'm just saying, I'm 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 gonna th- go out on a limb, and I'm saying that Dak Prescott is gonna be out eight weeks. Mm. Four well, weeks is a no go because it's already been one week, and if he just has surgery, then he will not be on the field in another three weeks. So I'm gonna just go with the uh, initial 
uh, status that he will be available week eight. They in trouble. And, and you know what? We're going to have a conversation on the other side of this break. Who could be in trouble in this fight? Is it Triple G? Is it Canelo? I want to know. We're going to get one of the best personalities in the fight game business. Rhett Butler, a pretty left hook podcast of the Up On Game Presents Network. Uh, we'll be back right after these, these messages from, uh, well, one's from me. And then there's going to be other people. This Fox Sports Radio will be right back. Welcome back into the show. It's Up On Game. Plexico Burris, TJ Hushmazada. I'm LeVar Arrington. Got a big fight coming up here pretty soon, pretty shortly here. Who better to bring in to talk about this bad boy to, to go with the two? In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boxing enthusiasts that that are on this show as well. Uh, we're going to bring in my man, a fine young man, a, a, an amazing young man, a, an accomplished young man, a, a man that has handled his business and did his thing in the fight game, uh, reporting on it, interviews, all that good stuff. Our man, Rhett Butler, uh, Pretty Left Hook Podcast. Make sure you check him out. He's on Up On Game uh, Network. Yeah, Rhett Butler, he's here. What's up, bro? He's here. What's up, baby? What, what it do? Fight, man. <laughs> I mean, let, let, I mean, let's talk about it, man. I mean, you know, Canelo, you know, he's he's gone through a little bit of some trials and some tribulations. Uh, so is Triple G, but they're going they're going to lock it up again uh, tonight. Big, 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 ginormous fight. What what can we expect? We can expect fireworks from a fight that is four years delayed. But do not be remiss because Canelo Alvarez has created an amazing body of work within that four years. I mean, mm. literally this man went to become the first ever super middleweight unified and undisputed champion of the world when he defeated Caleb Plant. And I mean, with the exception of his last fight against Dimitri Bivol, this man has gone on an 8-0 win streak, going, jumping through weight classes, light heavyweight, middleweight, super middleweight. Canelo is proving that he is the face of boxing, as Floyd Mayweather said after they fought, that he would become. So... At the end of the day, Canelo has nothing left to prove. But against Triple G, there are doubts because from one draw to one majority decision on Canelo's side, people still want to see if Triple G could win this third fight. Man, you know that one draw is a victory for uh, Triple G. They, you know, boxing is so <laughs> corrupt. They cheated him out the victory. He lost the second fight. This third fight for me it is – to decide who's the best, if we're being honest, and you really judge the fight honestly and not for who you root for. People will say Canelo waited him out. If it's so personal, why wait so long to have the trilogy? You waited for him to get old. How do you see this fight going considering Triple G is 40, his style does not age well, and Canelo, like you, he's jumping weight classes, but he seems to be punching harder every weight class he goes up in. That's true. Well, as you know, Plex, we got to blame the boxing business, man. It's full of shenanigans and politics. And, you know, Canelo <laughs> and Triple G both went through a couple of situations. For instance, right after Canelo versus Triple G2, Canelo decided pretty much maybe, what, a year or two after, by, by 2020, he was done with Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Promotions. Mm -hmm. Now, this was also a tragedy of COVID-19 when, Canelo signed a baseball-sized contract for $365 million with DAZN for 11 fights. For those who believe DAZN has not um, made well on its promise to subscribers, that's an opinion, but some people feel like DAZN tried to disrupt the pay-per-view narrative and that they failed. Canelo felt like, right. I don't care about COVID-19. If Dana White can go take over a whole island in Dubai, I want my fights in my bread. <laughs> and when Oscar couldn't do that, he said it's time to roll which stopped the mentor-mentee paradigm. So that was one thing, and Canelo had to figure out what being a free agent looks like in boxing. Then you look at Triple G. 
He had his whole career in America under Abel Sanchez's trainer. Now, as LeVar knows, I've been a fight promoter, and I used to work with these guys. Abel Sanchez was 100% a father figure, a custom model, if you will, to Triple G's Mike Tyson. After Canelo versus Triple G 2, Abel had a lot of bad things to say about his own fighter, Triple G. Triple G said, you know what? I'm going to keep it flowing. I want a Detroit style. He started rocking with Jonathan Banks. That also created what? A new situation. And Canelo, I mean, excuse me, Triple G needs to figure out how him and Jonathan were going to get together again before taking on the juggernaut that is Canelo. So boxing politics had a lot to do with it, Plax. But to your point, yes, you know, this fight has been way too long. Uh, Triple G is a little older now, 40 years old, but he's still slugging like crazy. And for those who don't know, Ukrainians, Kazakhstanians, mm-hmm. these are the new thug life, bro. This is the <laughs> new thug life. They popping Russians, they going in, and they going right back to the fight game. These guys are monsters, bro. So I'm not taking that past Triple G, but for Canelo, he's put together an amazing body of work. But yes, that first fight where Adelaide Bird, the judge, gave Canelo a 118 to 110 scorecard will always be egregious in fans' minds who saw that fight as either a draw. Or had Triple G win it. Hey, Rhett, man, I gotta, I gotta agree and disagree with you, man. At the same time, and man, you, we usually be seeing eye to eye, you know, this boxing and seeing what's going on. But I do agree with you with the with the dead zone that they really try to come into boxing and disrupt the flow of the pay per view game. I do agree with you with that. Didn't happen. But but he signed this three hundred sixty five million dollar deal, which is which is what uh, it was eleven fights. What is he four? He's four fights, fights into yep. the he's four fights into that deal. So. I, I think that Canelo, but he's is no longer to get out he, of that he, deal. Yeah, he's no longer the Canelo that we used to know. So I'm gonna, we can just put that out there right now. Mm. And now he lost ninety days ago. I've never seen a professional fighter step back in the ring ninety days after a fight. I believe that him and his contract they are they're, they're trying to get get some of these fights out of the way because uh, because of the contract. But if he loses this fight back to back in ninety days. What do they do moving forward with Canelo? Because right now he's not fighting well. He's he's throwing a lot of power punches. He's he's not jabbing. So if he lose this fight to to uh, Triple G, ninety days removed from his last loss with with uh, Dimitri Bivol, uh, where did Dazzle move on from there? Well, I have to agree and disagree with you as well. Yes, it is a bad look if Canelo loses this fight tonight against Triple G, undeniably, and gives Triple G a lot more respect because he is 40 years old. But let's be honest. Canelo Alvarez took on way more than he could chew when he fought Dimitri Bivol. Yes, you knocked well, out. Well, hold on. They wasn't saying that before the fight, Rhett. They weren't saying that before the fight. Let me say this, Rhett. He, you said he took on a lot of meat that he can chew, but he was eating that tainted meat out there in Mexico. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> he did eat the taco meat. He did eat the taco meat. But I'm saying this. What I think Canelo got was a false sense of security. You know, it's one of my favorite sayings, man. Sometimes you can win so long, you have no idea what a loss looks like. And Dimitri Bivol was the one um, unicorn he did not expect. This guy, I just said, Kazakhstan, Ukrainians, I'm going to throw Russian in there. This is the new thug life. Mm-hmm. Dimitri Bivol is thug life. Say it with your chest. And Canelo really thought he could go handle this. I believed in him as well because he was crazy with it. But Dimitri Bivol has been consistent. And Canelo honestly thought he could power punch his way into a victory like he did with Kovalev, but that was at light heavyweight. So again, if we're talking about middleweight, super middleweight, that's where Canelo's been shining. Now, also to your point, why is this a bad fight for Triple G? Well, Plax, you and I both know Triple G's never fought at super middleweight. In fact, he ducked going up weight class because he was scared of Andre Ward. So at the end of the day, 
Now he's fighting super middleweight for Undisputed against Canelo. This is actually a bad fight for Triple G. Mm. Okay. But, Rhett, one he's last question. He's never fought above middleweight. Andre Ward called this man out forever. I know. I know. Then he went he, on his he's, he's undefeated career. He's man, the boys ain't won no parts of Andre yeah. Ward. He's, fight, he's going up to weight classes. I agree with that. But let me step he's away from He's doing it for the fight. money, though. But let me step away from Canelo Triple G for a second. Mm, is, I know where is, you're going. Is Earl Spencer <laughs> and Terrence Crawford going to happen on November 19th? It's looking very likely, and I'm going to tell you why I think it actually will. I think what's finally happened is Terrence Crawford decided, you know what, let me stop haggling over bread, let me stop feeling like I need to put respect on my name in these negotiations, and let me go prove that I'm the best. I think with Terrence Crawford, we have a throwback fighter, we have a, a haggler-level fighter that believes that this is his Sugar Ray, Rob, um, excuse me, Sugar Ray Leonard, and that he has to go defeat Errol Spence so that we all give him the respect he deserves. He's never had the hype machine around him. Bob Arum does not know how to promote certain kinds of fighters. He promotes the good guy. Terrence Crawford can be a good guy. He does a lot for the community, but he has the visage of a fighter that ain't playing no games, and he's not really here for the talk. Errol Spence plays a different position, but he's also with Al Heyman, who knows how to make stars. Top rank doesn't make stars. Stars come to top rank, right? So Pacquiao, Aram just knew how to get him good fights, but Pacquiao is a star. When Floyd wanted to be the quote-unquote bad guy for white America and the shining star for black America, Bob Aram didn't know how to handle him. Floyd bought his freedom and started becoming Money Mayweather. Terrence Crawford lied in that dichotomy with Bob Aram, which is why he left and even claimed racism against his former promoter in top rank. Now, Terrence is like, you know what? I'm on my own. I have my own promotion company, TBC Promotions, which stands for Terrence Buck Crawford. And if I beat Errol Spence on neutral ground in Las Vegas, not in the AT&T stadium Errol's been doing, which would have been way more money, but if I go on neutral ground and with this guaranteed rematch clause um, happening that's also in the contract, then you know what? Why not? I can get a trilogy out of it if it it doesn't go my way. But if I beat him, everybody has to bow down and recognize because Terrence Crawford, unlike Errol Spence, has been undisputed. Mm-hmm. Rat, give us a prediction before we let you go. We really appreciate you coming on. Woo! Tonight, fellas, I got to say, man, you know what? I'm going to go Canelo Alvarez. I think Canelo Alvarez is not going to let down the Mexican fans. This is Mexican Independence Day weekend. This is normally the weekend that he shines crazily. It's Las Vegas. Everybody's be on their arriba energy in the, in the arena. It's going down. I'm going Canelo Alvarez by decision. Oh, I'm oh. going Triple G. I'm going Triple G. Oh, uh, split decision. I think I'm moving up a couple of weight classes. I thought uh, I'm expecting him to come into the ring about 10, 10 or 15 pounds up from his normal weight. And uh, I think he's going to hit Canelo with some punches. That's going to hurt him. I think with, with, with him not having to lose weight at 40 years old, that should be in his favor. I, I like Canelo, man. Canelo's a hell of a boxer. I think I'm pulling for Triple G just because I feel like a lot of people waited him out. Nobody wanted to fight him. And then when Kell Brook takes on the challenge and shows certain weaknesses in Triple G, then everybody felt comfortable stepping up to the plate. Um, Triple G is going to have to fight a fight that he's never fought, though. And I don't know, when you get 40 years old, can he – because Canelo looked like he gassed against Bivol. So mm. Triple G is going to have to try to gas him, put pressure on him. Um, go to the body and try to wear him out. And hopefully in the later rounds that bodes well. I want a good fight, but I would say I'm probably pulling for Triple G just because I feel he got shafted in the first fight and a lot of fighters uh, waited him out when he was uh, coming on that run in HBO. 
All right. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm stick to my prediction, but I got to say one last thing. It's save again ahead. with your chest, Ukrainians. Thug <laughs> life. <laughs> Eastern European thug <laughs> life is officially stamped. Right. But I'm still sticking with Canelo, bro. Word. That's Red Butler, a pretty left hook podcast on Upper Red, Game we Network. You, man. We appreciate you. You can get him on Twitter at Rhett E. Butler. That's a capital E and a capital B if you're nasty. All right, that's at Rhett Butler. We appreciate you coming on, my G. And, yeah, you know, yo, look forward to talking to you just facts, man. You know what I mean? He's just coming with the quality facts and the information for the public that nobody knows about. He just gives it to you raw. Man, man. Red is the man, and he will give it to you raw from what I hear. But pause on that. Anyways, let's go. (laughs) We want to make sure you know that you are in uh, the the rack. (laughs) Dot com studio of uh, LeVar Arrington alongside with TJ Hushmanzada, Plexico Burrs. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code up on game for a special offer when you sign up. That's code up on game only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ilo, Isaac Lohengrun. What do we have going on for our updates right now? I think LeVar got saved by the bell there. We start in the NFL where the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts have downgraded receiver Michael Pittman to out for tomorrow's game against Ooh, the Jacksonville Jaguars because of a quad injury in college football. Number one, Georgia, a 24 to nothing lead at South Carolina in the final minute of the first half. Fourth-ranked Michigan leading UConn 38 to nothing with three minutes left in the second quarter. Sixth-ranked Oklahoma fell behind at Nebraska 7 to nothing today. Since then, the Sooners have scored four touchdowns. They now have a 28-7 lead at Nebraska with five to go in the first half. Ninth-ranked Kentucky, a 21-0 halftime lead over Youngstown State. And 17th-ranked Baylor ahead of Texas State at halftime, 21-7. Also, Cincinnati right now having a real tough time with Miami of Ohio. They are tied at 17 with 2.07 left to play in the first half. In Major League Baseball, Albert Pujols walked today moments ago at his first plate appearance against the Cincinnati Reds. Pujols hit the 698th home run of his career last night. The Reds and Cardinals are scoreless in the bottom half of the first inning. Fellas, back to you. Thank you. All right, welcome back in. And let's get to this, all right? Tampa Bay, they got the Saints this weekend. Tom Brady is 0-4 against the Saints since joining the Bucks, guys. Um, who runs the NFC South this year? Oh, the Bucks. I still, I, I the still Bucks. think it's Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think Saints are going to beat them. I think uh, it's going to be Saint, the Saints. The Saints will win tomorrow, but the Bucks going to win that division. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I, they I agree, will. I, I agree with that. I don't the think Saints present matchup problems for the Bucks, man. <laughs> With that defensive front, wow. Dennis Allen, he has an understanding of how to attack that Bucks offense, and they, they just present problems for him. Even when they're at full strength, they're firing that offensive line is really good as it was last year. They just present problems, and it, it starts with Cam Jordan. They have a hard time blocking them. They're good at the linebackers. They're good on the back end. The Saints present problems. I believe the Saints will win tomorrow, but but the Bucs are still going to win that division. Man. Hey, you know what the crazy thing about this whole division in the NFC South? It's a two-team division because it's not going to be the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons fighting to win this division. So we expect but, but either Tampa Bay or New Orleans to win the division because it's basically a two-team race. 
I mean, that's just the facts of what the NFC South is looking like right now. I agree with that. I would agree with that. I just think New Orleans with with a, a healthy Jameis Winston, a Jameis that's gaining more confidence with, with every play that he and every snap that he takes, uh, 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 an improved an improved offense with Michael Thomas coming back and being out there. And if y'all saw, he got real excited, like he's buying in. It doesn't look like it might be that that whole I'ma be injured and I'ma just be out and not play. And you got the honey badger on the defense side of the ball, which was already a good defense. Yeah. I think they stack up really well to to take that NFC South this year. Yeah, yeah, they stack up really well. Tomorrow to win the football game, Honey Badger's playing back at home. Michael Thomas missed the whole season last year due to an anchor injury, so so he should be 100%. James is 100%. So they, they, they'll win this game tomorrow. But as far as looking forward for the rest of the year, I, I don't see them winning the division. Hmm. I find that to be kind of, you know, that could be – I don't hey, know. I'm going to call, call, call it what it is. I'm gonna call it what it is, and the main re- and the main reason is this. Listen, I like Jamie Winston, Winston a lot. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's just yet to put together a season that I can trust him for a whole 17 weeks. That he's just going to be consistent enough to take me to a division title. Last word, TJ. Last word. I mean, me and Plax pretty much. I don't know what's going on. We we've been agreeing a lot this show, but. They pres- it's something that Dele- Dennis Allen understands how to attack their protection, their fronts, and whatever they like to do, their their line calls. He 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 has a really good understanding with that. But it's outside of the Bucks. Can they play that consistently, week in week out? At least they haven't shown they can do it. Even when Drew Brees was there, and, and so I'm gonna go with the Bucks again. I like the Saints to win tomorrow. But the Bucks should win that division unless they start to have major injury at uh, key positions. Mm. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But I'll tell you what you don't have to wait for on the other side of this break. Our picks for the week. It is up on game or down on game. And I got to be in the lead. Hey, Ryan, am I in the lead? Am I in the lead, Ryan? Um, No. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. All right. Well, let's just go to my live read since I'm not in the lead. Let's just go to the break. I don't even want to know who's in the lead. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. No one cares. (laughs) Unless it was me that was in the lead. (laughs) This is a ball game. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up this show. It's TJ Hushman. That's Plexco Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington. All right. Uh, It's Fox Sports Radio. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like hbo's ballers what you don't know is for my entire life i have lived in something i refer to as the gray depression anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Welcome back into the Up On Game Live from the TireRat.com studio. It's TJ Hushman's out of Plexico Burst. I'm LeVar Arrington. If you missed anything, make sure you go check out the podcast 
up on game. Subscribe today. We appreciate all of this. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Port, and make sure you check out DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code UPONGAME. You get some money on and some credits on that, that free debt, that bet, you know what I mean, for a special offer when you sign up. 
Use code up on game. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, let's get to it because, you know, I know I am going to redeem myself this week. Uh, you know, they mm. say the sun mm. shines on a blind dog's ass at least one time in its life. So, to you two or over there because you know what uh y'all got the sun the sun on uh apparently you got the sun on your backs uh for week one but i'm gonna come back strong on week two yeah i'm gonna come back on on week two so let's go burst what we got time for some picks are you up on game hey let's crank this up let's crank it up down on game get down all right. All right, what's the tally first? Before you go, what is the tally? So uh, every game went under last week, and you guys all picked majority overs. So, uh, LeVar, you went 1-4 and four on both your picks and totals Ugh. last week. Yeah. Uh, TJ went 3-2 and two on your picks, 2-3 uh, and three on the totals. So. Uh, what was, oh, Plex wasn't here last year, so Plex by default. Of okay. course, over 500. So Plex is last because he didn't participate, so That's he's got to start off with, with, a, with a handicap. That's fine. Because I don't want to be behind if if he he didn't have any, so that's I'm I'm eliminating Plex. So now I'm going to come well, from TJ. I'm one. If, that, I'm a if one. that's the case, if that's the case, we can just scratch week one because now we're looking at a 16. All right, 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 all right. You was only one game ahead anyway, TJ. Two games. You won one, and I won three. That's two games. No, you won two. You won two. I went three and two. All right, let's go. You went two and three. One and four. You went two and three. All right, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's three go. AFC matchups for you guys. All these odds courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Dolphins at Ravens. Ravens favored minus three and a half. Over under 44 and a half. LeVar, we'll start with you. No, nah, start with TJ. Go okay, ahead and start TJ. with TJ. I'm going to be quick. Over Ravens. Over Ravens. Over Ravens. Let's go. All right. Uh, Patriots at Steelers. Patriots favored minus two and a half. Over under is 40 and a half. Plax, we'll start with you. I'm I'm going I'm going over forty and I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh too, but it's not going to be over forty. Taking I'm taking Steelers over. All right, and last one here: Titans at Bills. Bills favored minus ten on Monday night. Over under forty-seven and a half. Lavar, we'll start with you. Ooh, the Bills and who? Titans. Oh my God. I'm taking the Bills, <laughs> and I'm taking the over. Yep, I'm taking the bill. I'm taking the bills in the over. Man, just because I got to be a little different, I'm taking the bills in the under. Yeah, of course you All are. Right. You're going to lose. That's where you lost. <laughs> well, hey, I well, tell I, you hey, what. I got a two-game lead, so I got I got room for error. Hey, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor for us to be able to give you guys some content today. We got Jonas Knox coming. I mean, excuse me, Jonas Knox coming up next. <laughs> With the Jonas Knox Show. That's my guy. (laughs) Enjoy, Jonas. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy football. For us, TJ Hushman's out of. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.